there. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. My name's Trisha. And I'm Kelly. And we're glad you are here today, but you may not be. You may want to tune out right now. You may want no. to hide your children. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. Today's I'm in the a hot special seat. day. Yes. You we're going to re- ask you all kinds of questions. You do realize yes. I can turn off y'all's microphones at any time. Nope. But you won't do it. We're going <laughs> to dig into our sweet Carol's life, her thought. We're going to get into that mind. We're going to dig into that heart. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. It's a scary place. Let me just go ahead and say that. It's a scary place. We've been doing doing these interviews, right? We've got to kind of just kind of getting to know each other on a little bit of a deeper level. Some high stuff, some fun stuff, some low stuff, some serious stuff. You know, we're just getting all in there. And today is Carol's turn. Here I am. We're so excited. So you may think you already know everything about Carol, but you don't. <laughs> no, We're going to dig don't. in there and get some fun stuff, right, Kelly? <laughs> yes, we are. Y'all We're haven't so called excited. any special guests or anything that I should I know. know about. This is your life. Come on in. Come on That'd in. It's your great. principal from elementary oh, school. Oh, fantastic. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, the little kid you had a crush Do you on. Know? Okay. Do you know? It's funny because... Uh, on Facebook, I reconnected with a teacher from elementary school, and I didn't remember this until he shared wow. this with me. He said, I always knew you would go into broadcasting because our school, my sixth grade year, he's one of my sixth grade teachers, he said, our school got our first video camera, and he said, you were always wanting to be in front of the camera. So oh, that was like the you. first. I know, right? I don't yes. even remember that, but he, he said it was true. And now there's so. both a camera and a microphone in your I face. know, right? <laughs> even better. I guess. Yes. Double Carol, and that's what we love. Double All right. Carol. We love you, Carol. Okay, you, so let's get started okay. with um, the question that we've sort of been thinking about. What is your perfect day? And as we have said before, you know, there's no constraints, no right. time, no money, no, you know, realisticness. It can be your perfect day, however you want to spend it. How do you do it? Okay, so um, I would sleep late because I get up at dark mm. 30, so that would start the day. Okay. I get to actually sleep in one day. Yeah. Um. And my body would cooperate with that because after mm. you do it for a while, your body doesn't cooperate Truth. anymore. So, and I um, am not unlike Kelly. I got to have some good coffee to start off the day. Yes. But and how w- do you take your coffee? Let's, let's usually dig in. It, it it just depends. Usually, if it's just like a Keurig, like a single serve, mm. I use creamer. Um, hazelnut's my favorite. Also, mm. like sweet cream. So a little bit of that mm. in there just Yum. is the best. If I do French press, I'm more likely to drink it darker. Because I like the the bolder tastes of French press coffee. Um, if, How much coffee do you do? I don't feel like I, we need to share everything. No, we need to know this. <laughs> the coffee is I what drink, makes the trumpet work. That oh. is exactly. <laughs> that tells you how much I've had, right? So um, I, here's the interesting thing. I used to drink a lot more coffee than I do now. Because I've, I've realized, I'm getting to the age now where I realize that that could not be good for my heart, you know, mm. to explode it every day. Because I used to just pretty much, like, make a pot and drink on it all day long. Really? Okay. Like an entire 12-cup uh-huh. pot. Like uh-huh. one oh, of the, wow. You know, That's not good full. for you? <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm or deny that. But I drink, I usually now, I really limit myself to th- two or three cups a day. Is, okay. Is my, like, normal size cups. Now, if I'm doing something, if we have an event, if, if I'm doing something out of the ordinary, I allow myself more coffee on those days just because sure. I know it's going to take a little something, something to get me through. So, so that would be it. Sleep late, cup of coffee. I would wake up in a island cabana on the Cayman Islands. Yes. Oh, very specific. Tell yes. about this. Yes, I got to go one time, and it's oh. probably one of the most beautiful places on planet Earth. Really crystal blue water, oh. uh, white sand, 
Um, and the time I was there, it was not like stifling hot. Mm. So it was it was really nice um, just sitting on the beach, reading a book, a fiction book um, with my feet in the sand, listening to the waves. That'd be the perfect day for me. Nice. Mm. And, All day and long. the cabana boy bringing me, you know. Whatever. Fancy drinks. Bringing me, no, and not fancy owl? drinks. Just bringing me food throughout the day. Oh, so I wouldn't sense. have to leave the beach. Okay. Like okay. seafood. Like oh, crab yes. legs. Oh. Oh. Yum. Like, y'all, I can flat embarrass you at a crab leg buffet. Mm-hmm. Like, you would <laughs> you would not want people to know we, we came together. Because I have left mm-hmm. literally mounds of crab legs mm-hmm. on tables You are before. my people. Do you do yeah. a bib? Mm-hmm. Are you a bib wearer? I don't even mess with the bib. No, mess with the bib. <laughs> because I figure... If I get some on my shirt, it's a snack for later. Oh, so. I love it! Are you good with the crackers? With the little, I, you know, I go through, I go through are. through phases. But it feels like the crab leg is better if it comes out in one piece. Yes, oh, absolutely, it is. That, that right. is a wonderful win. Yes, so true. You pull that yep. thing out. Oh mm. yes, yeah. and on your perfect day, mm. that's all you get. That's right? all I get right yeah. there. Yeah, love so it. that's a little perfect. tiny. We call that other stuff toe jam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Toe jam pieces of crab legs. I haven't been to the beach in like years now. And so I'm hankering for some crab legs and a beach trip. Mm, Vitamin C. Girl talk live on the road at the beach. Yes. Do it. In the Cayman Islands. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh Okay. I love it. That's a great day. Perfect day. Okay, now um, second question. Mm -hmm. What is your most prized possession? Okay, y'all are going to totally throw the, this is not what I thought Carol Davis would answer because you said, oh, I have to say my Bible. And it is a Bible, but yeah. I have to tell you the story behind it. Yeah. So my grandmother is one of my heroes. She was just an incredible lady. She was so stinking funny. I mean, she was hysterical. Went through some tough times in her life, but always managed to make everybody smile and laugh. And oh. she's just one of my mm-hmm. heroes. Mm-hmm. So when she passed away, they were like, well, is there anything that you want? And I said, yeah, I want one of her Bibles. Well, it was the perfect Bible for me because she got to go to the Holy Land whenever she was a, a senior adult. She mm-hmm. went with a group from her church and they went to the Holy Land and she brought back these mother of pearl inlaid Bibles, right, from oh, the Holy Land. Beautiful. And wow. back then when she was coming along, you didn't write in your Bible very much. That wasn't mm-hmm. a thing yet. And she had written in this Bible. But the, the, the reason it is such a prized possession for me is that... Evidently, the cover somehow had separated from the actual text of the Bible, right? And so being the frugal and also resourceful woman my grandmother was, she went to glue it back in, but she glued the text in upside down in the cover of the Bible. Oh, no. So it's unlike anyone on planet Earth. So if you put it, it's on a stand in my house, but it it looks like, hey, you know, that's a Bible and that's nice and everything, but you actually open it, it's upside down. (laughs) And that is just like my grandmother. That is is so my grandmother, and that is my most prized possession. I love it. Let me ask you a question about that. Is your family full of characters like her and you yeah, and I know my your dad. dad was. Yeah, my daddy was a lot like my grandmother, and he was just so stinking funny. But um, he was always a big prankster. My grandmother was never a prankster; she was just funny, you know. Yeah. And she was just always witty, making up these uh-huh. crazy songs and entertaining the kids and taking us roller. Ooh. I mean, she was just she was just funny all the way around. My dad, he was a prankster, but he was funny too. So I guess yeah, we do have. Have a long list of characters in our family. Oh, the apple did not fall far no, from the tree on it that did one. Not. I remember at your dad's funeral. Yes. It was just so amazing because all of these men 
that were his friends forever yes. and had been pranked by him or had pranked him yes. stood up and right. they would tell story right. after story of their experience with your dad. And it was just, it was hilarious, yes. but it was also beautiful and touching and all of that. That was my very most favorite part. Yeah. yeah wow. I mean, I know it's kind of weird to have a favorite part of the well, funeral, but it's, it was a celebration yeah. of his life. Yeah. And I, and I left that experience going, I hope people tell stories about me like this yeah. when I pass yeah. away, you know, cause, yeah. cause it really was honoring of my father and right. he, that's exactly what he would have wanted. The only other thing jokes. that he would have wanted when he passed away was to have, you know, Dean Smith come to his mm. funeral yes. because he was a huge Carolina basketball fan. And so that would have been the only other thing, but Dean Smith had already passed away too. So anyway, but, uh, but yeah, huge line of characters in Isn't my family. Isn't it fun to think about those characters oh, up in heaven goodness. right now? Like having They are having a having ball and they're probably mm -hmm. playing Rook because oh. Oh. coming, uh, see, everything's a story with me. Coming up, I was the youngest grandchild in our family. Oh, okay. okay. So oh, the youngest. The youngest grandchild. Yeah, okay. of a bunch of grandchildren. So, um, on Sunday afternoons, we'd always go to my grandmother's house for a big Sunday dinner, mm -hmm. right? And after Sunday dinner, all the men's would loosen up their ties, and the ladies would kick off their high heel shoes. They would put out the card tables in my grandmother's living room, and they would play Rook. And I was always too young to play Rook because oh, I yeah. didn't know how to play cards, and so I always would usually fall asleep on the couch or something. But hearing them play Rook and laugh for hours, oh, I have a... I have a set of Rook cards. I don't know how to play Rook, but I just keep them because it's a good yeah. memory for me to sure. oh, yeah. go back to that time when they used to just enjoy each other and play cards at my grandmother's what house. What a great yeah. I'll play Rook with you. I don't know how. You teach us. I don't know. That'd yeah. be fun. That would be fun. When we go to the beach. For the next <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, after dark, when it's <laughs> right. relaxed, we've gone out of the sun. Okay. All right. So what is the food that you just cannot turn down? This one's hard for me because I'm not really, uh, you know, I said crab legs. I, I could probably eat crab legs at any day. But I'm also a, like, meat and potatoes girl. Like, okay. I, I love a good steak and a baked potato any day of the week. Okay. Like, I can eat that. Do you um, have something you eat a lot? Is there something that you eat, like, on a regular basis? I've gotten into, I, I, I tend to eat, uh, the older I get, the more I eat for, like, uh, I eat to live, not live to eat. Because yeah, I yeah. live part of my life where I live to eat. And I think I just yeah. got kind of burned out on that. So now it's it's more, it's a different kind of taste and a different kind of palate. I eat a lot of, um, like, I, I'm a big breakfast eater. I, mm. yeah, I, you, mm. If you ever want to meet me for coffee at the Waffle House, mm. let's go, girl. Mm. Scattered go. snow, what's your, yeah. please. What's your breakfast of choice, then? Usually, you, well, it, it depends. I get scrambled eggs. I always mm. get scrambled eggs. I love hash browns. Mm. Yes. But I, I go through grit phases, too, where I, I want some grits. You're a good southern good girl. Grit. I know, right? Mm -hmm. Grits. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, here's the interesting thing about breakfast, though. I've never been a huge biscuits and gravy girl. Mm. I've, I mean... Like, I can eat them, and they're good, and I enjoy them, but that's not my first choice. I'd rather go with the eggs and the hash browns and the the um, the grits and, and stuff like that. So that's yeah. – or, or like a good grits. omelet. Now, mm -hmm. now, so I think this is very interesting. I want you to touch on this. You okay. do intermittent fasting. Yeah. Which you, you taught me about, and I've been yeah. doing some of it too, and it's really great. For yeah. You. Yeah. I You know, a friend of mine introduced me to it. Uh -huh. um, I was really frustrated. I I honestly, I have been a chronic dieter for probably, gosh, I guess 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, I was very athletic in high school, went off to college, 
did the whole freshman 15 thing, probably the sophomore 70 and (laughs) 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 whatever. But I just wasn't as active. And that was why, you know, back when my metabolism worked, I could lose weight really, really quickly. But then when I got out on my own and, you know, started to formulate, I I never was much of a cook because I was the youngest grandchild and the youngest child. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I wasn't in the kitchen a whole lot with mom and grandmom before cooking so I wasn't really interested in cooking and and didn't didn't go at it that way so I ate a lot of fast food stuff that wasn't healthy for me and um it's only been in like the last maybe two or three years that I jumped off the diet train and I and I thought you know I want I want to not make this about weight I want to live a healthy lifestyle and you helped me with that a lot um and I just decided you know what I'm not going to get on the scale anymore Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something that makes me feel good, mm-hmm. that refreshes good me, and I'm going to eat things. I'm not going to go crazy. You know, I'm not militant about it, but I also realize that I'm getting older now, and I have to make wiser choices. So and when I, a friend of mine came to me and said, you know, why don't you try this intermittent fasting thing? I, I said, okay, you know, because I, I, and I knew fasting from a biblical standpoint and had done it several times in my life, but I, it, you know, it sounds super spiritual. Um, but it really is a good, healthy lifestyle for me. And so I only eat certain hours of the day and then I fast until the next. And it's good for your body, too. It kind of yeah. resets your body. Too. Blood sugar and everything. Yeah. And so I, I, I've found a, a good balance in doing that. Um, and usually on the weekends, I don't fast. So I'll go out to dinner one yeah. night with my daughter and we'll enjoy a meal together. But but yeah, it's been mm-hmm. a, a cool thing that's worked for me. Love it. So nice. Enjoy that. Nice. Um, okay. So let's take the conversation just a little bit different direction sure talk about some of the more serious stuff so tell me tell us all about something that you struggle with oh wow how much time you got (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say all your struggles (laughs) what is something you struggle you know i think for me um there are probably two big struggles um as a performer i struggle with not letting that be my identity Mm. you know it's kind of funny because when you when you're a people pleaser and then you enter an industry where you get ratings every you know three months, well, who does that? You know, it's like punishment for it yourself. Is. But yes. but I think I've been a performer all my life. Um, I can even remember y'all gonna make this is funny. I, I can even remember being a kid and leading Bible studies for my stuffed animals. Oh, Be- love it because wow. I ran because I ran all the kids in the neighborhood off teaching oh. Bible studies. And I, I mean that just always oh, was something I I did, and I wasn't. I don't know that was biblically accurate, but but it didn't matter right. because There's, they were stuffed. Right, That's they right. were stuffed. And I don't think any of them are going to hell because of my That's doctrine. Right. But anyway, uh, but I can remember doing that. So I've always been a performer, but I get caught in that performance trap of basing my identity on that, and and with that, um, rejection. Rejection mm-hmm. is the hardest thing for me. If if I enter a room and I see somebody who does not seem to like me and like my personality I make it my personal mission to make them like me Mm. I'm getting old enough now I've a friend of mine said when you turn 50 that won't matter as much anymore you know so I'm Mm. looking forward to that (laughs) because uh, that can be a real issue for me is that I care too much about what people Mm. think and uh, especially people who are vocal about not caring for me You know, um, and those are the voices we hear the loudest, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm learning a lot in that area, but I'm also um, not completely there. I think that'll be my struggle Mm -hmm. until I meet Jesus face to face Mm -hmm. is just to to balance that with who he says I am Mm -hmm. and and to let my identity be more be born out of that. 
Well, to piggyback on that, then, what is God teaching you lately? Is he teaching yeah. you about that? Well, you know, it's funny because when we <laughs> came up with these questions, I thought, oh, yeah, I know what God's teaching me. It's this. But um, <laughs> as I usually do, I had a you know scheduling mishap. Y'all, I, I can't. Like details are not my thing, right? So I just need you to know I'm a creative from way back. And so we show up for devotions this past week and I was supposed to lead them and I didn't even know it. And so they were like, okay, well, it's your week to lead. And so I just started sharing. Uh Yeah, I started sharing what, you know, God was doing in my heart and life. And it seemed to resonate with people. But It was amazing. But I'm sure it it was. was Well, and it's this, it's this, it's that. You see life through a soundtrack that is playing in your head. You know, we always joke about 80s music because we were, you know, grew up in that time. But in, in there, just like those mixtapes used to make, you know, you play and record on the cassette player so you could get that favorite song, you know, on that mixtape. And I've been turned on to John Acuff. Um, he's a, it's a business book. It's called Soundtracks. But basically what he says is that there's a soundtrack running in your mind all the time. And sometimes we have to stop and say is that a broken soundtrack and you know I've had some some um, things happen in my life recently where I realized that I was listening to a broken soundtrack that was formed in me years ago and he he goes on to say you need to retire those soundtracks and Mm -hmm. replace them and so I'm really in a battle right now to go back and identify some of those broken soundtracks in my Mm -hmm. own life and to try to replace them and to repeat them until I really get that in my head so that is what God is teaching me, that that renewing your mind thing, he really meant that, you know, <laughs> and that yeah. it is possible. I always thought renewing my mind was just thinking about the things that God said about me, and that is part of it. But in order to do that fully, you have to go back and identify those negative things and those behaviors that your mind goes to and replace them. And that's the part that I've missed all my life. I wish I'd learned that 20 years ago. Are you doing it? I'm trying. You know, I'm not perfect at it and, and never will be. But um, and, and he he goes on to say that sometimes it's turning down the old negative soundtrack, the volume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turning down the volume on it and mm-hmm. turning up the, what God says mm-hmm. about you. And uh, so I'm 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 in process, mm-hmm. I'll say, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, but I've also learned that um, the journey is not about perfection. It's about progress. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I stop making it about perfection, then I feel a lot better about where I am and growing and, and still learning stuff. Um, yeah. How do you think somebody can identify the soundtrack playing in their head by listening? Well, friend? I'll give you a very practical example. So <laughs> this sounds so stupid and shallow, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, so we had our new pictures taken for Girl Talk, right? You know, and yeah. and y'all know I hate having my picture taken. I hate it. Yeah. Like I despise it. Mm-hmm. And um, I was... <laughs> I was doing a creative writing exercise one day, and it said, identify a character, it can be you, and identify something they're trying to get rid of but can't. Mm. And we had just had those pictures taken, and somebody said, you need to change your profile picture over to the new picture. And I was like, I don't really want to do that, and I hate having my picture. And I kept doing that in my head, and I started writing about this character, who is me, trying to get rid of something but couldn't, and it was that thought of I hate having my picture taken and God very clearly in the middle of a creative exercise in the middle of a photo shoot took me back to why I hated having my picture taken it happened 20 some odd years ago I was on a trip with a big group and um, somebody took a picture of me that was less than flattering and um, it was somebody I trusted 
And when we all went to dinner that night, I walked in and everybody started laughing and punching each other. And I knew that the picture had been passed around that room. And that was the moment when I began to say, I'm never having my picture taken again. I'll never take a flattering picture. I hate having my picture taken. That's where it started. And God took me, y'all. He took me right down and I sat in that room. It was almost as if I was there again. And God was like, how long are you going to let this go on? And, and. That sounds all stupid and superficial, and and but I honestly really had a moment with God, and he's like, you know what? You are allowing that person to tell you who you are and when you're going to have your picture taken. Wow. And how long are you going to let that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, but in the tender way that God does in speaking to us through that, he, he just has lovingly kind of helped me through that and loved me through it to see that that's a broken soundtrack, and I need to go after that. Mm-hmm. And so... um that's just a practical way. Thank you way. for sharing that because yeah. I think that really can resonate with all of us. And truth is, I messed up. I'm sorry. I asked a question Kelly was supposed to ask. That's okay. That's all right. So I'll just go back to Trisha's question okay. that she was going to ask you, which is what part of your story uh, is unexpected? Wow. You know, I guess we all have dreams um, when you're you know, writing your name on a notebook with a guys, you never think you'll be writing your name solo. <laughs> mm. I never thought I'd be a single parent in all my, my life. And that's not, you know, what I wanted. Um, when I think about, you know, disappointments in my life, I think about my daughter and that's not what I wanted to raise her in. Mm. Um, but I, I can say now, you know, 12 years later, when my life fell apart and my marriage fell apart and I found myself as a single parent, I think those first couple of, you know, days were just about remembering to breathe because honestly, and if you've ever been through that kind of experience in your own life, you know that the the things that seem like so automatic right now, like breathing, <laughs> mm-hmm. are hard. Like picking out an outfit to come into work mm-hmm. was like the biggest deal. Wow. Um, and and it, it was too, I was in the... It, on the morning show here with a guy named Matt Stockman, who was great during that time. But it's probably the funniest days of my ministry here, you know, when my personality was really coming out on the air. You were being funny on air. Yeah. And it was, my goodness, I was going home and I was closing the blinds and completely Mm. just shutting off from the world. Wow. With a two-year-old, right? With a two-year-old. Well, not quite a two-year-old, actually. Yes. Almost two. Um, So that was very unexpected. Um. And in the days that followed, I had to step down from the morning show and um, take midday show because I didn't have anybody to stay with my daughter in the mornings. And I did that for about a year. And um, and I thought ministry, as I knew it, was over for me because we, we got some emails here at the radio station. People thought I should step down. Um, and being a people pleaser <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, a performance person, I really took that hard. Um, and so that was unexpected, but also unexpected was to see God use it and to redeem it in ways I never dreamed he could. And he has. Um, and it's just, it's, I, I, nobody's more surprised than me, you know, every time he does it, because I also, one of those emails came in, one lady said, I realize that you're just like me, Mm. you know, life doesn't always work out like we prayed that it would. And I realized you're just like me. And that was like the biggest compliment anybody ever paid, Mm. paid me. So um, it was a testing of my faith. It was a deconstruction of my faith, but it was also a building of my faith in an area that I, I never thought um, was possible. And to see beauty come out of that brokenness has been um, a joy 
and my life. That's because you chose to allow yourself to be used by God. Yeah. That is not an automatic thing. You mm-hmm. made the choice to be vulnerable. You made the choice to share some of the deepest hurt of your life yeah. yep. in order to show people that you can keep going, that God has a plan. And, and even though you're hurt, you still find your faith and you move forward. And you said something so profound to someone at that time of your life about how they thought that was going to be the end of oh, the yeah. God thing. Tell that because that's yeah. so powerful. I was, uh, I was with a person who still to this day is not a believer and we were in a situation and she said, you know, I thought when you went through your divorce that that would be the end of this Jesus thing for you. Mm-hmm. And this was totally Jesus. I said, you know, I think it's just the beginning. And and I couldn't have come up with those words. I'm pretty quick witted. But in that moment, I feel like God clearly said that to me. And I was like, who said that? Wow. Um, But it it has it has proven to be true. And I just love how transparent and authentic Mm -hmm. you are about that, because Mm -hmm. there are so many girls that listen to this podcast who are going through the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. who are different places, maybe in their journey of single mamahood Mm -hmm. or. Um, broken marriages and the fact that you can uh, talk about the redemption in your story mm. so openly about it is just a God thing. You yeah, are absolutely using yes. your story to minister to other people and it just makes it, it, it makes God happy. Mm. I, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yes, so that's, I, we know that about you. Thank you. All the funny, <laughs> all the deep, all of it is in order to make God happy, to please him and to bring glory to him. And that that's who you are. Okay, here's our our final question. Okay, one piece of wisdom that you've been given that you didn't realize at the time, but it has turned out to be true in your life. You know, I've dreaded this question the whole time. We've been I knew it was coming, and so because I already feel myself getting teary over it. Because, um, you know, uh, (laughs) a couple years ago, my dad got sick, and I was um, I was taking care of him, and uh, we were headed out of a doctor's visit one day. I don't know if I can get through this, y'all. Um, we were headed out of a doctor's visit one day, and the nurse said, uh, um, "The nurse said to both of us, not really, because my dad tended to get in a hurry. He he was a big guy, and he liked to do things. And um, but we were getting ready to leave, and the nurse behind us, I had a hold of his arm, and she said, "Now walk slow." <laughs> and I didn't know that was advice for life wow. at that time, but she, but. Um, I sat down with my journal one day and I started recounting the benefits of walking slow. Mm. And I was noticing that when I walked slow, I was more attentive on my dad. Mm. I was more attentive to the things around me, you know, the birds and the trees mm. and the things that I miss rushing through life. Mm. And um, God just spoke clearly to my heart and said, Carol, you need to walk slow, you know. It's been such a blessing and such an honor to care for both my parents who, mm-hmm. who've been ill in, in the last couple of years. But I think more than anything in my life, I want to walk slow. I want to enjoy every yeah. moment. Yes. I want every moment to be a party. Mm-hmm. I want even the heartaches to somehow be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And I want to learn to walk slower because I think we walk way too fast and we leave behind the people who we love and we get ahead of people we love and let's just all walk slow and um, 
I didn't know it that day that that was advice, but boy, it's been a big lesson to me. That's yeah. such good advice. Thank you. Huge. Such good advice. You Sorry. said something one time about you can't follow God if you're walking in front of him. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's that same thing. Walk yeah. slow to follow God. Walk slow to spend the time with the people you love. Walk slow to notice the beauty in the now. Yeah. Wow. And grab hold of every single moment and every single memory. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a gift. There's a reason it's called the present. Because it is. What it fun is. we've had getting to know you Thank better, you. Carol. I love you girls. So Thank much. you so much for sharing your heart. Yep. My pleasure. Every day. Not in your tears. Today, but every day. Yeah. Yep. My pleasure. I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that has tears <laughs> pop out of their eyeballs and but mascara running down didn't, their face. You didn't cry in yours, though. No, but I'm crying in yours. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we're even. We love you so much. Thank you for being a part of the Girl Talk podcast, and we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones.